0: We all need encouragement, motivation, and inspiration in our life. Each week, Patty will interview guests who will motivate and inspire you through their unique personal and professional experiences. I listen, my mom listens, pretty much the whole family. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. It's
1: drastically changed my life.
0: All of your senses will wake up as you listen to this scrumptious podcast that is sure to tickle your eardrums. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Wake Up with Patty Catter starts now. Thank you, everybody, for joining the show today. I have Dan Selkham on the show. Dan has a very interesting story, I think. Uh, But before we dive into that, Dan, welcome to the show.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Thank you. So I would love it if you would tell our listeners just a little bit about um, where you're from, where you grew up, and a tiny bit about your childhood.
1: Okay. uh, From England, North Yorkshire, the cold bit uh childhood sucked didn't like it at all (laughs) so but it was uh it was it was necessary obviously but it was um yeah i grew up on a council estate so i don't know if the u.s people will know that but basically the very sort of like low income low income parts of 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 england and then uh, went through school failed all the way through school turned out i'm not fit for school either So then I went in the army. I I became a a royal engineer for four years. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to blow stuff up. And it was in the army I became interested in fitness and nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I left the army to become a personal trainer. I managed to do that. I managed to move out of the family home into a caravan, no less. Mm -hmm. So a little caravan in the the middle of North Yorkshire. And then um, I built up a personal training company. It did exceptionally well. And I also built a web design company for personal trainers, which also did exceptionally well. And then I built a um a business mentoring company for personal trainers, which also did well. And then I met my wife while we we're in England. She's she's from Thailand and we made a dream to build a house out in Thailand. Well buy a house in Thailand first and then move to Thailand debt free and mortgage free. So we, we have four years to do that. We managed to do that in 19 months. So we moved to Thailand, debt-free, mortgage-free, bought the house, did everything. And then um, and then we decided to build our own house, which is where I am now. And we've not long finished that. So we've only been in this house a year now. So yeah, rags to riches and all that good stuff.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I had no idea that you had been in the military before. I have a really long history of um, helping military veterans here in the United States and their military families. Um, Mm. So that's really interesting to me because a lot of military veterans that I do meet, they talk about their rough childhood and then they join the military and they kind of form a family and they learn – kind of where they want to go in life. So your story, while it's very unique in some aspects, it's yeah. also very much the same as a lot of our military here in the U.S. That's I think it's a really good option
1: for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's a really good, for people, especially with the, with the low-income families, and there's, there's, there's really kind of no way out for a lot of people. And I could definitely see the same for me. So when I joined the military, it wasn't like, oh, I want to be a soldier or I want to go to war or anything like that. It's was just like, I just want to be out of this neighborhood so uh and i think you're right i think i think the whole lot, the whole concept of figuring out what you want to do i think that comes with maturity which you kind of gain quite quickly when you when you join the military
0: right and do you have kids today yeah, yeah, I've
1: two. yeah so and lots of dogs 20 chickens and a cat
0: <laughs> oh wow that's neat Speaking of chickens, is there a specific reason that you have chickens? Because we're going to be talking about how you are a complete carnivore, right?
1: I am, yes. So not by choice. So actually, I was uh, I was a vegan first. So I became a vegan. So I've had even while I was in the army, I had problems with IBS. So lots and lots of stomach problems. I had lots of problems with acne on my face, uh, itchy scalp. Uh, I wouldn't say depression because I've seen what depression looks like, but I've always worried that I'm kind of heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. So up, definitely massive ups and downs, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Fatigue—that was another—that was another big one. And then uh, I've been trying to figure it out for so long. This is kind of what got me into nutrition, and actually the exercise helped massively with, especially with, um, especially with like any psychological disorders. Like everything just kind of cleared up a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And then as time As time went on, I just kept absorbing more and more nutrition research. Unfortunately, I was absorbing all the mainstream media nutrition research, which seems to be, at the risk of sounding like a conspiracy theorist, seems to be funded by some very, very, very big companies. Mm -hmm. So when I went down the non-mainstream media science, and I actually found out that cholesterol is good for you, So your brain is pretty much made of cholesterol, and cholesterol uh, is needed for almost every cell in the human body. I was kind of like, "Mm, that's a little bit suspicious. And then I kept digging into loads and loads and loads of different things, and it turns out that the human body can literally live off of just animal foods only, and not only can you survive, you can thrive with them. And this was completely counterintuitive to what I'd heard before because I'm thinking IBS. I need more fiber, so I need to get need to get as much fiber in me as possible. This is going to help with the IBS. Um, More fruits, more vegetables, more nuts, more healthy fats. I did the whole thing, and I pushed it and pushed it and pushed it for as long as I could. But I just kept getting progressively worse. So I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to do here? So I go down this rabbit hole of non-mainstream media, scientific research, and I find all of these different people doing the carnivore diet, and I'm thinking a lot of them were doing it for weight loss and mm-hmm. a lot of them were doing it for the same issues that I had. So I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. So mm-hmm. I dropped my plant foods right down. I was probably about 70% animal foods, maybe 80% animal foods and still had some plants and everything just got better, like way better and really, really quickly as well. So I was like, mm, this is interesting. So mm-hmm. I kept going and I thought one day I just went, okay, I'm going to just try full carnival because I'd got, I'd got much better for some time and then for some reason I could not figure out what it was. I was tracking my food and everything. I couldn't figure out why. I just had this another really, really low day, just kind of like came out of nowhere, Bad stomach. So the two were obviously associated with one another. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to go full carnival and one day I just stopped eating all plant foods and I've never ever felt better my whole life. So. I think a big issue and a big part of it was maybe to do with like leaky gut. So I must have had some issues there because I know now like I can, um, I can enjoy some plant foods if I need to, like if I, if I, have, if I go out to dinner with my wife, today, so we can enjoy something together and it doesn't really bother me as much anymore. But yeah, so just loads of better. No more dandruff, no more flaking scalp, no more acne, mm-hmm. no more ups and downs, energy all day. Uh, better body composition, lost quite a lot of, um, I think it was water weight mainly because I've always been reasonably lean anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, moods, moods got better. IBS completely gone.
0: That's really interesting. Um, how do you cook your meat? I'm assuming you cook your meat, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that crazy, just yeah. get, <laughs> although some people don't, <laughs> so, um, usually quite rare so it's usually quite rare it's it's an interesting journey actually because I started cooking my meat exactly how most people do which is kind of like medium so sometimes even maybe a little bit well done like it's got to be cooked all the way through you know otherwise bacteria and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so and I started off that way but as time went on I started to enjoy it rarer and rarer so Mm -hmm. now it's kind of cooked all the way through but it's I would definitely say it's mostly red, like it's mostly pink. So, do you use
0: uh, any kind of seasoning at all on it?
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'll just use salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of rosemary and thyme. So, like dried herbs and spices, things like that. I don't, don't have any issues at all with them anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you ever make like a beef jerky or any kind of jerky?
1: Uh, no, although I would do if I was traveling or anything like that. But I've never been in a situation because one of the things that comes with with being fat adapted obviously because i don't consume any carbohydrates any carbohydrates you can get are all from plant foods so i've i don't have any carbohydrates in my diet whatsoever when you're fat adapted um some of the some of your keto audience people in your audience who have been keto might know this you can kind of go for really long periods of time without eating Mm -hmm. so for example we my wife and i the other day we Took the motorbikes up to the village out here in Thailand and we helped the villagers buy some like farming equipment and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. then drove back down the next day. So on that day we couldn't eat, so because we were driving for a very, very long period of time and there's nothing in the service station, there's no steak in the service stations out here in Thailand. Mm-hmm. So you just go all day without eating. So it's yeah, it's kind of it's it's very um it's very liberating because it's it's you're the one who's in control now. It's not like you have to eat right now. Otherwise I'm going to go faint on you or I'm going to go dizzy or I'm going to get angry or anything like that. You don't have any of that. It's all gone.
0: Have you had any blood work done? Um, I know some people who go into ketosis for a long time, some of their doctors will say, well, it's really bad for your kidneys to have, you know, be in ketosis for a long time. How's your blood work?
1: The blood work's good. So I started off with um, a bad HDL ldl triglyceride ratio
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, which i was kind of expecting and then i got my i got my fats right so i I started actually consuming more fat i was a little bit too heavy protein and everything kind of leveled out and the ratio is good again Mm -hmm. Um, but my ldl is would be seen as high on a on a standard on a standard lipid test but with with the knowledge that I have it is nothing that I worry about. I know most doctors say LDL is high or HDL is high, then you need to go on statins and things like that. Mm-hmm. All of the evidence, all of the research suggests that people with higher cholesterol tend to live longer, healthier, happier lives. So hmm. so,
0: so um, that's interesting. How long have you been on this particular diet?
1: So I'd say very strict carnivore mm-hmm. would be just over a year now. Mm -hmm. And then very, very animal based would be the year before and about 80% animal based the year before that. So Mm -hmm. I'd say if you're talking about facultative carnivore, carnivore, then I'd say maybe like three years. Mm
0: -hmm. And what does your wife think of it? I have to ask that. Does she cook for you ever or (laughs) do you do your own cooking because there are plates different? Uh, Either or, yeah, either or. So
1: I like to cook anyway, Mm -hmm. but uh, my wife eats more meat so she's still like i don't kind of force it on her she she understands that i'm good at interpreting like data and i can read scientific papers and stuff so mm-hmm. i explain the data to her and she makes the choice herself whether or not to and she has done and her health has also improved too so and mo- well for her most of it's the uh my hair's nice and thick now my nails mm-hmm. are growing for the first time in forever so you know things like that like uh, yeah, but we haven't done any blood tests on
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's really interesting. I'm glad that you decided to come on the show because I do have a lot of listeners who are very much into fitness or um, actually there's a, a woman that I know she's been struggling with some allergies. So she's having all sorts of allergy testing done. So I'm going to mention mm. to her to listen to the show. Um, obviously for those listening, I'm not telling you, nor is Dan telling you which lifestyle to choose. We're talking about Dan's particular story and his lifestyle and what's working for him. And I think that's super important um, because that there mm. could be other people out there who, you know, may want to take Dan's advice and try it out. Or um, maybe you'll start thinking about your own diet more and uh, the things that you're putting in your mouth and your body. So thank you, Dan. Yeah, well,
1: I, 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 uh, I coach people. And one of the very first steps in the coaching process is finding out whether it's going to be useful to them because I don't. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody at all. So it's an elimination diet. So there's it's 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 not. Although it's sustainable long term because uh, humans thrive off of animal products. It's like extremely bioavailable for us. It is essentially elimination diet. So if I could go back to eating lots and lots of plants all the time and having all that extra variety, mm-hmm. I probably would. But knowing what I know and how my body reacts to that, I just don't do it. So I just reside myself to the fact that plant foods are going to be at an all-time minimum probably for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'll experiment because I like to experiment and have fun with things. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm going to be animal-based. So mm-hmm. if it's not 100%, 95%, if it's not 95 it's going to be 90 It's always going to be really, really high up there.
0: Mm-hmm. So, where can people find you on social media?
1: Um, just, I don't have any, anything set up. It's all referrals. Okay. So, the whole business runs off of referrals. Mm-hmm. So, it's just the carnivore dot com.
0: Okay. What is it? The carnivore diet
1: dot com.
0: The car- carnivore dot com. And I'll be sure to. Yeah. Okay. We'll be sure to definitely, actually on this video, um, make sure that we put the link on the video when we're done here. And um, we'll put the link out on the podcast as well. Thank you very much, Dan, for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners are really thinking and going to have some questions popping up after we air the show. So thank you. No worries. Happy to. Thank you. Do you have any last words for our listeners?
1: Uh, Stay healthy. Don't be afraid to experiment with things. So it seems absolutely mental. Keto, that seemed crazy when keto first came out. No carbohydrates, that's bananas. So, and now people are using keto to cure epilepsy, type 2 diabetes. So just be open-minded. That's all I'd say.
0: Thank you, Dan. Thank you. for listening to wake up with patty Catter, thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for all you do be sure to visit www.pattycatter.com for the latest podcasts articles and swag also be sure to follow patty on instagram facebook and twitter at patty Catter. at patty Catter.